Thank you for joining us today at Our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in six different locations. We hope that today's message encourages and empowers you on your spiritual journey and helps you grow deeper in your relationship with God. To learn more about Our Savior's Church or how you can get involved, you can visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. Our Savior's, how y'all doing? Everybody good? Well, I am so honored to be here. Not just honored to be here uh, because your church is amazing. Not just honored to be here. Y'all can have a seat. Not just honored to be here uh, because your pastor's amazing, but honored to be here because the food, ain't no better food in the country, y'all. I'm trying to tell y'all right now, I will cancel something to come here and eat some crawfish and some catfish and everything else. Come on, somebody with fish on the end. And uh, I, I'm just, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really honored. Uh, years ago, I uh, met Pastor Jacob and, uh, at a hunting event. And I don't know if you can tell, I don't hunt, you know what I mean? Like, I eat, you know? And, and uh, we went to this event and, and I met him and he followed up and called. And honestly, uh, just his, his just love for Irene and I and our family and, uh, has just been awesome. And then him and Michelle and their heart for, for pastors and PKs, I'm a PK. Uh, my dad, my parents pastored uh, for years, and, uh, you know, I, I'm just honored to be able to call somebody other than my dad, my pastor, and uh, Pastor Jacob, just thank you for being a voice in my life. Thank you for uh, sowing into us. Thank you for correcting me. Thank you for challenging me. Thank you for praying for me. Thank you for prophesying over me and my, and my family, and uh, we just love you so much and just honor you so much, and can we give it up for Pastor Jacob and Michelle? Amen. And also, Pastor Joseph and Rochelle, Michelle, Rochelle, I feel like dancing. Come on, somebody, rapping. Uh, just love you guys so much and just all that God's doing. Just, it's, it's good to see and have a model of what God wants to do with me and my son uh, just with uh, you all. And, and, and thank you for sowing into him and, and, and Christian, you know, uh, bailing Jaden out of jail years ago. I'm joking, y'all. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, but my son is with me also. My son, Jaden's uh, 20, 20 years old. Can you stand up and just, just say hello to everybody? That's my son, Jaden. Amen. Uh, he's single and not ready to mingle. Come on, somebody. <laughs> uh, but no, I love you, son, and I'm so glad we just, in the, back in the, in the green room, just saying, like, we, we can't believe we get to do this together. And uh, man, there's no better feeling than to have you on the, sitting on the front row. There's nobody I'd rather preach to, uh, but there's some other people here that want a word from God, so it's not just for you. Amen. Uh, but I, I, listen, y'all, we had church, church the first two services, and I believe we're going to take it to another level because God, God moves us from glory to glory. Y'all ready to have a little church today? Amen. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, well, let me pray first. Father, I, I thank you for what you're going to do. I thank you for uh, strength and, and, and freedom, and, 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 and I, I thank you, God, that, you're, that you turn tears into joy. I don't know who needs to hear that. I thank you, God, that, that death no longer has the final word because of your son, Jesus Christ, and resurrection power. And God, I pray that today, God, that somebody uh, just come to the freeing power of Jesus Christ, that somebody be strengthened, that somebody find hope and faith in Jesus' name. And everybody said a good a, 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 amen. Y'all, I'm ready to get in this word. Uh, As I said, my son is with me, and uh, this message, uh, literally, the Lord gave me this message years and years and years ago out of a a story that he went through, out of a season that he was going through, uh, and he didn't know I was going to write a sermon on this, so I asked his permission, and uh, and he said yes, but if he he said no, I would have done it anyway. Um, uh, But I'm I'm pumped because, like, when someone preaches, you know, you kind of get 
uh, the anointing of what God is saying through a word and, and it gets deposited in you. And Jaden's not on the stage preaching today, but I feel like the anointing that's on his life, our church, uh, our Savior's church needs today. And uh, I've noticed something about Christianity. I have come to discover something about church. And, and, and honestly, I was kind of raised with this thought in church uh, that I had to perform. I was raised in, in, this, in this religious mindset uh, that, you know, you couldn't fall or you couldn't think bad thoughts or, or, or somehow when you got saved, it erased the humanity side of who God even created us to be. Uh, and, and so I grew up with this, like, performance mentality that, that didn't allow for, for failure, not only didn't allow for failure, but didn't teach you if you do mess up, if you do blow it, if you don't cross all your I's and well, cross all your T's and dot all your I's, what do you do? And, and, and so the, the message that I'm about to preach, if I were to give it a title, I want to give it this title, if you want to write this down, uh, uh, from falling to calling. What do I do when I blow it? What do I do when I mess up? What, what do I do when I get it wrong? Because I don't know about you, but I've gotten a lot of things in my life wrong. And here's what I know about life. Life is going to happen again. And when life sometimes happens, sometimes I don't respond in the right way. Marriage is hard, y'all. Finances is hard. Being holy is hard. I'm talking walking out the purposes and destiny and callings of your life isn't easy. It's not for the faint of heart. And one thing I've, I've, I've discovered about church is church and preachers, and we give people, here are the three steps to being successful. Here's the way to have a great marriage. Here's the way to, 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 to live your life in a way that pleases God. But one thing that we all have in common is we all have sinned and will sin and fallen short of God's glory. Let me say it this way. No perfect people are in this room. And if you're perfect, you should already be in heaven. Come on, somebody. But how do we move from falling to calling? What are the steps? How do I recover when I blow it? How do I get back up when I fall? You see... If I'm honest, my, my natural dad, James Nathaniel Rollins, he's a great man of God. He's 75 years old. And I remember the first lesson he gave me. The first lesson that my dad gave me was how to ride a bike. Now, you know, back then everybody had a mongoose. Any of y'all remember those? I had a fongoose. It was a fake mongoose. Come on, somebody. We couldn't afford a real one. But I can't, I'll never forget when my dad took the training wheels off the bike for the first time. He, he takes the training wheels off the bike for the first time, and the first thing he does is he gives me a lesson that I had no idea that I would need time and time again throughout my life. He said, son, I want you to understand, when I take these training wheels off and push you on this bike, there's one thing I can guarantee, and I was like, what? You're going to fall. He said, you're going to mess up, so I'm going to teach you how to fail well. And you know what he did? He says, it's simple. When you fall, remove one leg from one side of the bike, push the bike down, and put your hands down so your face doesn't smack the concrete. Come on, somebody. 
What was my dad doing? He was preparing me that life, that things in life, things in marriage, things in my finances, things in my family are not always going to be easy. He was telling me, this is how you get successful when you're not successful. And many of us, if we're honest, we have navigated seasons of our lives where we have not been successful, but we didn't know how to be successful at not being successful. What do I do when I blow it? How do I recover when I mess up, Pastor? How do I move from falling to my calling? Wow. Guys, I want to tell you a story. And when my son was 11 years old, when we started our church, my wife and I, we, 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 we decided that we were going to do outreach and be a church that wasn't in the city, but a church that was for the city. And so we started this youth track and field club, and I will not be judged. I was not the sprint coach. And so we started this youth track and field club with 12 kids. Had no idea that throughout 10 years there would be about 400 kids a year that would run on this track club. Had no idea there'd be about 47 students, young people that have gotten full uh, uh, scholarships to Division I colleges running all around the world now. Had no idea in the next Olympics we could have four kids that started out in that inaugural track season to actually run in the next Olympics. Come on, that's a good place to clap. And my son back then in USATF, which is United States Track and Field and AAU, he was the number one high jumper in the country. Didn't get that from me. Come on, somebody. Crisscross will make you jump, jump, but not daddy. Come on. And so my wife decided to put him in what would be the 1,600-meter race. The 1,600-meter race, from what I heard, is about a mile, a little over a mile, which is about four times around a track. And I don't know if you can tell, uh, but, but I'm not a champion in any race. Come on, I don't even know if I've run a mile over my lifetime. Come on, somebody, like, like total. Like, like Nathan contest, the Nathan hot dog eating contest, got that. Come on, somebody. But So four times around the track, and so my son makes it to the Junior Olympics. Not only for a high jump, but for the 1,600-meter race. 20,000 people in the stands. 20,000. Carl Lewis is there. Sonia Richards Ross is there. Lolo Jones is there. It was amazing. And all season, we had prepared my son for when my wife had prepared him for this race. And, and, and you know, he eat right and, and practice and, and, and runs and, and sprints and how to stay in your lane and when the lanes come together as one and, and how to get over and, and how, to, how to use your elbows in the beginning, uh, you know, to get a good start. And so my wife kept saying, Jaden, make sure you get a good start. And I was saying, yeah, do what mom says because I haven't had many wins in life and I want the medal. Come on, so I want to be the dad bragging that's my boy. What? It's race day. Jane's on the starting line. The gun goes off. Get a good start, Jay. Get out. 20,000 people. Jaden gets a good start. Boom. The gun goes off. He's running. And all of a sudden, eight steps in. The unthinkable happens. Jaden gets tripped and falls in front of 20,000 people. All the preparation. 
All the investment, all the time spent, all the money spent. Then he falls on a national stage. And you may say, well, Pastor, what does that have to do with me? Well, the question that I want to start this message out today is, what happens when you fall while everyone's watching? What happens when you fall and generations are at stake? What happens when grief and turmoil comes to your marriage and you find yourself saying what you thought you've never said? What happens when you've been alcohol-free for years and sober and you find yourself in the midst of a relapse? What happens when you had covenant with your wife or husband and you find yourself in a season of separation or even a season of divorce? What happens when you find yourself locked up physically in a correctional facility, but it's only really because you were locked up inside spiritually? What happens when you blow it while everyone's watching? How do you recover from your fall? You see, in Scripture, we find this guy named David. David is amazing. David is a worshiper and a warrior. David is favored by God. David was God's choice to replace Saul. David is the man. David is handsome. David is a head taller than everybody. David is gifted. And the Bible says in 1 Samuel 16, we find David, Jesse, sent for him. He was dark and handsome like Pastor Jimmy with beautiful eyes. That's not me. And the Lord said, this is the one. Anoint him. So David stood among his brothers, and Saul took the flask of oil and brought and anointed David with oil. Saul took the oil and gave David grace for his walk. Saul took the oil and covered David with God's favor. Saul took the oil and covered David with the presence of God. Saul took, come on, somebody, the oil and covered David so that the oil would accomplish everything that David had set out to do. And the Scripture says, and the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Somebody say forward. David was anointed forward. David was anointed to take out the lion, the tiger, and the bear, oh my. David was anointed to kill Goliath. David was anointed to, to soothe the spirit of a troubled king named Saul. David was anointed to, 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 to navigate seasons of isolation. But you know what else David was anointed for? One of the greatest falls ever. Can I just encourage you? before we get into the heart of this message, that God has called every single one of you. God has given you a purpose and a destiny. I just wanna encourage you if you're listening online, if you're in the room, no matter what campus, that you are at, I want you to know that you are set apart and marked by God to do exploits for the kingdom of heaven. Come on, somebody. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. Your current situation has nothing to do with your final destination. I came to tell you that Jeremiah 29 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Look down your row right now. You are 
putting on a row of world changers. Come on, one of them got bad breath, but they're still a world changer. But David, he was called, but he ended up falling. Jaden fell in front of 20,000. David fell in front of generations. And 2 Samuel kind of highlights his, his fall, and it says, then it happened. Somebody say, it happened. Have you, ever, have you ever had it happen to you? I'm not talking about what David did. But I'm talking about what you did, what you thought, what you ended up in, what you, come on. I, I see some of y'all in here. Some of y'all in here can fight. I can tell. Like, I, like, like, like you ain't trying to lay hands. You want to throw hands occasionally. Where y'all at? I'm talking about, come on, let me pause this message. Is there some people in here that you were professional sinners? You were really good at it? Come on, raise your hand. Like before God's grace, just for a second, don't go back. Just think back for a second, all right? Before God's grace covered you, come on, somebody, you knew how to, where y'all at? Where y'all at? The rest of y'all lying in church. Y'all talking about, I've been holy my whole life. No, you haven't. You lying. <laughs> what? It happened. The Bible says, then it happened. What happened? One evening, David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house, and from the roof he saw a woman bathing. Interesting that this woman, his name is Bathsheba. <laughs> he saw Bathsheba taking a bath. Come on, somebody. You knew her name at closing when you let that girl move next to you. Now, understand, this is a king. The king has jurisdictional authority. Jurisdictional authority basically says, I get to allow or not allow who lives next to me. Can you imagine him at closing table saying, my God, look at Uriah's wife, Bathsheba. I'm going to stay home from war. I'm supposed to be in a different location. And watch Bathsheba take a bath and end up sleeping with her. She has a baby, and now I have got the fall effect from that, and I had her, David would say, I, I had her husband killed, Uriah, because I didn't know how to recover well from a fall. Can I just introduce you to a thought? That before you ever have a temptation issue, you probably have a location issue. But I was tempted. No, you weren't. You thought about it. You planned it. You let it move next to you. Come on, somebody. You thought about it. You smoked it. You drank it. Come on. If you in the club, you backed it up. <laughs> All of us have an it. I thought about it. I wondered about it. I didn't forgive it. It betrayed me. It lied on me. It haunts me. It causes me to have anxiety. It keeps me up late at night. I keep its number in my DMs just in case. Where y'all at, young people? The old people, don't y'all judge. Y'all got DMs too. Come on, somebody. Y'all's are just on Facebook. <laughs> Theirs is on TikTok. Anyway, it, all of us have some it to deal with. Then it happened. And then what happens is, Pastor Jacob, is we got the fall effect. What do we do when we blow it? We do what David did. Huh. It says in 2 Samuel 12, 15 and 17, after Nathan returned from his house, the Lord sent a deadly illness 
to the child, David and Uriah's wife. David begged for God to spare the child. He went without food and lay on the bare ground all night. And the elders of his household pleaded for him to give up and eat, but he refused. I don't want you to look at this child as a child right now. I want you to look at this child as a sentence. David feels like he is sentenced. So because he feels like he is sentenced, what does he do? He starves himself and he lays down. And I just came to tell you that what you are dealing with, what you have gone through, what you did, what you thought was a life sentence is not a sentence. It's just a season. And I came to tell you that God makes everything well in his time. Somebody say, I'm just in a season. Come on, somebody. I'm getting up out of here. I'm not staying here. This doesn't define me. This is not who I am. This is not what I'm always going to deal with. I'm not going to always be broken. I'm not going to always have anxiety. I'm not going to always have fear. I'm not going to always be discouraged. My God, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Come on, somebody. God is not done with you yet. But we don't do that. We, we starve ourselves from community. We starve ourselves from the word of God. We starve ourselves from worship. We starve ourselves from accountability. We starve ourselves from our daily Bible reading plan because we're in shame. We starve ourselves from coming to church. Come on, somebody. Tell me somebody who's struggling. I'll tell you somebody who makes church convenient. It doesn't fit my schedule. I'm not in a group. I don't tithe. I don't give. I don't support the church. I don't pray. I don't honor. Because I'm starving. I can't eat spiritual food because I'm dirty. I'm negative. I'm, I'm broken. I shouldn't think this way. And, and God's saying, man, that's exact. Can I just, God's saying, you're exactly where I want you. Come on, somebody. I want you to run out of you so that you can bump into me. I feel the Holy Ghost saying right now, when you run out of you, you'll bump into me. Come on, somebody. You got to go to the bottom before you look up in some situations. I feel like preaching black church in here right now. We starve ourselves. And then we lay down our calling. We lay down our gifts. We lay down the prophetic word. Watch this. We lay down all of our past successes and we start speaking death over ourselves instead of life. Come on, y'all. Y'all know what we do. I ain't never going to get up. This is always going to be my problem. I'm always going to be like my daddy. I'm always going to be broke. Come on, somebody. Uh, 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 this marriage ain't never going to be good. You always acting like your mama. You never fix me dinner. Where y'all at? I'm always going to be tormented. I'm always going to be tempted by alcohol. I'm always going to be tempted by porn. I, 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 and we start speaking things over ourselves. And it ain't the devil that's in your way. It's your words. Because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is going to speak. And what you say is what you get. When you change your words, God will make a way where there is no way. 
Come on, look at the person next to you and says, I'm changing my words. Come on, somebody. I'm changing my words. I ain't laying here. I ain't starving myself. Matter of fact, I'm going to pray harder. Matter of fact, come on, that pain ain't going to drive me to losing my mind. That pain going to drive me to a greater purpose. That pain going to drive me to interceding. That pain going to drive me where worship is no longer lyrics, it's lifestyle. I'm going to wake up worshiping. I'm going to be in the car worshiping. Come on, somebody, I'm going to be in the shower praising God. Shoot. To the level that the devil has attacked you in pain, I triple dog dare you to give him double back in praise. Is there somebody in here that would say, Pastor, I'm going to go with you. I just want you to take about a 30-second praise break right now and let the devil know you should have took me out yesterday. But I am going to praise God. I said a 30-second praise break that says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm talking about a praise break that says I know how to take a licking and keep on ticking. I'm talking about a praise break that will cause the wall of depression to fall, the walls of anxiety to fall, the walls of fear to fall. How do I recover from this? How do I get up from this? How do I keep making it when the thoughts keep bothering me? How do I keep going when I don't even know if I have the strength to keep going? How do I keep believing when I feel like I'm all by myself? How do I keep, how do I keep doing this, Pastor, when it keeps calling me? Change your location. You too close. If you can still hear it over God, you still too close to it. Oh, I feel like preaching. Hey, hey, I feel like preaching. Well, Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. I do know what you're going through because I've been right there. I know me enough to not get close to it. I know me enough to not allow myself to move next to it. It can't DM me if I block it. I'm going to throw these glasses down in a second. Got me all here looking studious. I ain't studious. I'm hood. Come on, somebody. I came to tell you, if you had fight in you when you was unsaved, you got more fight in you than you ever knew that you could have. The Bible says the kingdom of God suffered violent and the violent take it back by force. Number one, <laughs> get up, get up out of that fear, get up out of that depression, get up out of the quicksand of trying to do things quick, get up out of that self-pity. Get up out of them negative words. The Bible says that when David found out that the child was dead, the first thing he did is he got up from the ground. Ooh, David arose from the ground. 
Arise, shine, for the light has come. And the glory of the Lord will reveal itself when you get up, God steps in. It's amazing. Guess what? I got, I'm hood. I got, I can't see. I, I can't see, really. I can't read my notes when I, this ain't trying to be cute. I promise you. I, I haven't figured out how to sweat with glasses on yet. That's, they slip, it's weird. I had back surgery about 20 years ago. Went in to the doctor, stuffed down my back, wasn't working. Had to crawl to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Just awful. Went to the doctor, said, you need surgery. I went, had surgery, but he said this, before you go on surgery, I need you to understand something. I said, what you need? I said, what I need to understand? He goes, I want you to understand that oftentimes the pain of recovery can be far worse than the pain of the injury. Our Savior, I have come to understand in my Christian walk that just because it still hurts don't mean God ain't helping. I came to tell you that just because I feel it, come on somebody, don't mean God ain't in the process of healing it. I even discovered, Joseph, that before I even know that there is even a problem, God is already working it together for his greater purpose. I can't, can I, can I encourage you, stop telling the enemy how big your, stop telling God how big your pain is. Start telling the enemy how big your purpose is. I got a purpose. I got a destiny. So I went to surgery. I got out of surgery. I woke up to Miss Betty. Come on, you got to have an Auntie Betty. Come on, somebody. Miss Betty had an ashy elbow. Come on, she had an ashy elbow. I could tell she could cook because she had flame. She had this stuff hanging. And I got ADHD. I just wanted to play with it. The skin just hanging right here. Come on. Look like uncooked crackling. Come on, somebody. Just, just miss it. Miss Betty, and Miss Betty grabbed my hand, and she said, you got to get up. I said, no, no, ma'am. The doctor said that the pain of recovery is far worse than the pain of the injury. Miss Betty said, yeah, I know, but if you continue to lay there, you're going to stay in pain. Miss Betty said, you got to get up, son, and she grabbed me by the hand. Then Miss Betty preached something to me. She said, I said, what? She says, you are going to get healed as you go. I came to tell you, you've got to get up because the Holy Spirit came to grab you by the hand today and say you're going to get healed as you go. You're going to feel anointed as you go. You're going to start the recovery as you go. Don't wait to get up until you feel it. Get up when you don't feel it. What my son did in 2000, oh, I don't know the year, but he was 11. I ain't that smart. (laughs) Is that little joker at 11 years old in front of 20 thousand people got up. You know what he's been doing ever since? Getting up. You know what he did last year? Get up. You know what he did the year before that? Get up. You know what he's convinced me for? Getting up. You know what I did when Irene and I, come on, we've been married almost 25 years, and it's been about the best nine years ever. You know what I did nine years ago? Instead of get divorced, get up. You know, I'm trying to tell you, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you, what you have called death, but I came to tell you that my Savior went on a three-day journey to hell, got the keys to the kingdom, came 
back three days later, resurrected. Come on, somebody. The stone was rolled away because he got up. And if he got up, I can get up. The same God back then, the same God right now. Number two. Wash up. My son got up off that track. The pack is gone. This little 11-year-old boy, I'm like, run! Run, Forrest! <laughs> run! He paused. Why are you pausing? I'm trying to get a medal. I need the medal. I'm trying to eat. I'm hungry. The turkey leg I had, the smoked turkey leg I had earlier wore off. It's hot. I had too much lotion. When you have too much lotion and you're black, you're sweating. <laughs> He's sitting there wiping, washing up. I said, oh, when I mess up, I got to take time to wash up. No, I'm talking about for real washing up. I'm talking about washing in the word. Washing in worship. Watch this. Washing in accountability. Washing in the anointing. Washing when no one is around. Ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen, if you're going to try to win when everyone's around, you're going to have to learn to wash when nobody's around. Uh huh. Come on, some of y'all right now just need to prophetically dust off the last season. You need to prophetically right now, I dare you to take, come on, can, can y'all go with me? I dare you to take about five seconds and just wash off the last season. Wash off those negative words that were spoken to you. Wash off those negative thoughts that you'll never be good. Wash off that last church you was in that you brought the mess to this church. Wash it off. It's time to wash in your word. Because you know what an 11-year-old knows how to do? Fake a bath. How many of y'all got teenage boys or young boys? Come on, or you whatever you want. My son knew how to fake a bath. Come on, somebody. That little joke, I would say, go take a bath. He'd come down two minutes later, clean. I'm like, why are you clean and smell like a Philly cheesesteak <laughs> with fried onions? Raise your arm up. Almost passed out. I took a bath. Swore he took a bath. I go upstairs, dry tub, dry soap, dry towel. What, you spit on yourself? It's crazy to me in church how people fake a bath. I'm holy, Pastor. Are you Lord God Almighty? Sunday morning, Saturday night. <laughs> Why? Because you never took time to wash that flesh off you. Jaden, thank you for taking time. I wanted a medal. You wanted a miracle. What you want? You want to win or you want to finish? That little joker washed up, packed gone. We're wondering, is he going to catch the pack? I'm wondering, is he going to finish the race? I already knew he wasn't going to win. This little joker started sprinting. Now, if you sprint in the beginning of a mile, typically you're not going to have what it takes to finish it. He catches the pack. Can I just preach to you for a second on the anointing? 
that even though you fell, you are not late? Come on, correctional facility, even though you got a sentence that you're walking out, God's going to accelerate you. Can I came to prophesy to you right now that what God started, he's going to finish. Can I prophesy to every campus and this entire church that God is about to supernaturally accelerate you. You are not late. You are right on time because a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. And what God starts, he finishes. You got to change up. You got to clean up. You got to wash up. Number three, you got to change up. I'm like, man, this little joker. David said this. Put that scripture up there. He got up. He washed and anointed himself, and he changed his clothes. He took off what was on him in the last season and put on something new. I didn't say this to any other services. You will continue to have a temptation issue if you do not change your environment. The hardest thing that I think my son has finally gotten is you're going to have to change up some of them friends that ain't about your success that want to keep you down. Because I'm not telling you to cancel them. I'm telling you to go in a season where you can wash long enough to go back and get them and bring them to a new location where they're not trying to keep you in the place that you were before. Come on. Everybody under the age of 20, raise your hand. Come on, I want to see you. Actually, stand up. I want to see you. Come on, stand up. You better stand up. I'll come down there. Stand up. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Every campus, come on, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something that your parents are going to tell you a thousand times, but you, you won't believe them. Are you ready? The friends you have now will not be around in 20 years. Yep. But I love him. He ain't thinking about you. But they liked my post. But they don't know your purpose. I came to prophesy to a generation of Davids that there is a Bathsheba after you, and that Bathsheba is not female. That Bathsheba is your enemy against your purpose. And guess what? I am, I'm going to pray to pray. I prayed over my son over you for a second. If you're young, just raise your hands like this because it's the last service, and I got to pray this prayer, and it's just simply this. The Bible says in Jeremiah 1.5 that God set Jeremiah apart Right? Here's what I'm praying over you. Come on, young people. Don't you dare. Boy, put your hands up. I told you put your hands up. Come down there and whip your tail. I'm joking. I love you. Are y'all ready? I want you to say this after me. Say, God. Say, God. Everything that's not my purpose, make it not work. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's called change up. Old folk, change up. Change up. Well, my wife always, I ain't working on this marriage. Come on, man, I ain't going to counseling. 
I'm going to just give the men a little something. Are y'all ready? Don't be mad at me. Y'all don't care. You are not allowed to complain about something that you refuse to work on. I ain't going to counseling. You're dumb. I go to counseling because I know me. I need, some, I need to pay somebody else to tell me about myself so I don't waste the payment. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You got to change up. If you always do the things you've done, you'll always get the things you've gotten. What are you going to do different to get something different? The last thing he did, Jaden did. David did. Can you put that scripture up there? It says he went in the house of the Lord and worshiped. He knew where his God was. Y'all, at that track meet, it was like 100 degrees. That's why I love y'all. I couldn't live here because it's hot. It gets hot and humid. Like, I don't want to walk outside. I need a shower. As soon as I, I just got out the shower. Shower. And all of this, it don't smell right when, when it's humid. Jaden's running around the track. I'm like, is he going to finish? And I remember that last lap. He's running. It was actually on this side. But just for the sake of this, it would be weird for me to do it over here, and you wouldn't understand it. He's running. I don't run, so I don't know how this looks. <laughs> and he looks up, and he, he don't look for his mama. He looks for his daddy. And he sees me in the stand rooting for him. Keep going. You can do it. You're going to finish. No judgment. I love you. Keep talking to me. Stay close. I got you. There's nothing you could ever do for me to give up on you. Even when you cry in an altar call. I got you. Even when you mess up, I got you. Even when you smoke it again, I got you. Even if you, I got you. I got you, I got you. In the, in the midnight hour, I got you. You know what he saw? He saw that his daddy never left him or forsaked him just because he fell. Can I just tell you that there's a daddy greater than me? His name is Jesus. And can I tell you he's been in the stands from day one? He's been saying, keep going. I got you. Greater is me that is in you than he that is in the world. I, I, get your, pick your head back up. Wipe them tears from your eyes. I'm going to turn that weeping, that mourning into joy. I got you. If this message hits you, I just want you to get up. Just stand up right where you are. I got you. I feel the Holy Spirit saying, I got you. I feel the Holy Spirit saying, there, though he slay me, yet will I trust you. I got you. I got you. I got more grace than you got mess ups. I got more favor than you got fear. I got more destiny than you got doubts. I got you. I feel the Holy Spirit saying, I got you. I got you. It's time for you to move from your falling to your calling. You're called. You're a winner. Y'all, my son, he came to the, after he finished, he didn't win. He didn't win natural race. He won that spiritual race. Because he realized something. He said, Dad. My goal was no longer to win. My goal was to finish. I said, son, finishing is winning. Come on, somebody. 
I'm not winning in my marriage. Finishing is winning. Staying is winning. Fighting for the right thing is winning. Being holy is winning. Telling that boyfriend no is winning. Setting yourself apart is winning. Going to church is winning. I, I just met a couple in the back before the last service. And, and I'm not telling everybody to do this, but I'm going to tell you what they did. Some, this lady said, I got to talk to him. She came up to me, knocked on the door, they let him in. I said, yeah, bring him in. And her husband came in with his head down. I said, what happened? He said, I lost my job, and I feel like I'm not winning. And, and that they tell me a whole story and, and how it was unfair. And I said, God has not forgotten you, and the Lord told me to sow something in his life. So I sowed something into his life, and I prayed a prayer of Jaden over him. And I said this, because I'm going to preach this last point to you, this last thought. My son came over to me. I said, son, how in the world did you have the energy to finish after you spent all of that energy catching up? And that little 11-year-old boy, no exaggeration, I don't remember the exact way he said it, but this is the way I heard it. Dad, every time I passed the place I fell, it gave me the energy to keep going. Our Savior's church, I want you to keep passing the place that you fall and watch your strength, watch your peace, watch your joy come back like you never thought before. Everybody raise your hands. Every campus and the correctional facility. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you give us the wherewithal to keep believing, keep speaking those things that be not as if they already are, to keep praying, to keep worshiping, to keep cleaning up, to keep getting up, to keep washing up, to keep looking up, to keep changing up so that we can keep standing up in Jesus name and everybody said a good amen God bless you